back or thanks for joining me if this is your first go round. And the title of this revolution will be Black and White, Red and Blue. I think I'm going to start off with a little esoteric insight where from my evaluation of this reality everything is pretty much given a duality we come into this realm as a whole but are giving so many pairs of things too so many twos now one of my favorite books that I've ever read was The Way of the Superior Man by David Dieter. And he goes on to go in depth about feminine and masculine principle. Now, masculine principle, and I'm this is me <laughs> saying it from my perspective. It could be simplified to its simplest form. A curve would be feminine principle and a straight line would be masculine principle. When we look at the genders of male and female, the scientific classifications of an attractive male tends to be structure that is more squared. When we look at what is scientifically deemed the most attractive as far as the feminine aspect, it is curvature. So, with that, we can say that the binary code could even be a similar representation of the masculine and feminine principle. Yes, I'm going there. Zero is not only a representation of nothing but it's also a representation of everything because it represents in symbology the whole now when we go into the aspects of feminine aspect which is the first aspect everything in this creation comes from a feminine aspect in its origin even our first trimester we are all in our feminine aspect within the womb of a feminine aspect even when it comes down to the DNA, how we have been given our understanding that the masculine principle dominates, well, in actuality, it is still, yet again, the feminine principle that is the uh, first representation, being that the male only carries mitochondria DNA, which is the information from his mother. So, everything, if you want to really look at it from that aspect, the male is only a vessel of transportation for feminine information. Where it is cultivated inside of a feminine aspect and brought into existence in this reality. Now, if zero being the first number represents feminine aspect then the following would be the number one representing the masculine aspect 
Now, if we look at it from that perspective, we're able to see how, in actuality, we've been placed into a patriarch, but in actuality, the, the matriarch is actually the most dominating factor in our existence. However, the duality is not something that we're taught to deal with. So, as it would be in our creation, when a couple is in the process of having a gender reveal, if the reveal reveals the color blue, then that child is a boy. And if the pink is revealed, then that child is a girl. But if we look at where the some of the origins of the problems with our reality and what where they're playing the the switch game on us, which is the you know the the age of androgyny energy, you know that Aquarian energy, that Baphomet energy, then we understand that they flip the dualities because in actuality the color red is a masculine color, pink is nothing but a lighter shade of red. Blue is a color that is dominated by, our our whole plane is dominated by the color blue. We have blue skies and blue waters. The fact that a woman's menstrual cycle coincides with the phases of the moon, and the moon also affects the current of the flow of our waters, shows the example of the feminine aspect being more associated with the color blue because blue is also a representation of an emotional state if we take into consideration the tarot the tarot card that is associated with emotions would be called the house of cups cups why because cups are the bearers of water in our reality Hence, I'm just bringing this all full circle to see where some of the tricks are played on us with our reality and the duality and the ego and such. And, you know, so and and I'm just really just scratching the esoteric surface because I I don't even want to get into soy and 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 continuous propaganda. I remember years ago, I believe it was in the early 2000s. When I came across an advertisement saying that gay is the new black. Now, just even that concept, I'm also drawn back to the first time I've seen a questionable act of presentation where I saw a Burger King commercial and they're advertising like two whoppers, right? And it's a a black man dancing with a chick on the dance floor and then he has another guy dancing behind him literally pelvis to cheek holding two birds like he's dancing in the guys I don't know I don't remember if it was the guys it was four pairs of arms so that he can hold these hamburgers on the dance floor which was supposed to be humorous and then when the girls go but why are you having and then they go shh One of the hands come across her lips and says, just go with it. I'll never forget that because I just looked at how that was a subliminal message preparating for what was coming where just go with it. When you see the black man being effeminized, you know what I'm saying? And and me, I'm 
a little insight about me. I'm a black male from Compton, California, born and raised in the NWA era of the 90s when I was, you know, in my coming of age. Very much so in a, a gang-ridden area of Compton, you know. And one of the things that the OGs told us when we were coming up was about sex play you don't sex play another man you don't say gay jokes to a man you don't do anything why because you don't anything you don't do anything that would allow one to perceive you as questioning their manhood because then there is fighting words and a man without his manhood is not a man this is i'm just giving you an insight on how i was groomed i'm not homophobic but i do see an agenda with how they're trying to structure a person not even to have choice when it comes to understanding the law of duality get into the 12 universal laws and then if you want to go further back from where those came from get into the seven hermetic principles you have the law of gender where they're showing you that the energy of feminine aspect and masculine aspect represents in all things another analogy that I often use is feminine aspect is the thought masculine aspect is the action the two intertwining that's the sexual or alchemical response to to cause creation and manifestation so if we're able to take more of these types of god-minded perspectives then we can be able to operate from a level that supersedes morality because we see in nature where morality is pretty much a human construct when it comes to the importance of one life versus another when i as a black man started to first come into the information of knowledge of self it made me feel great to understand that i, I, I it was almost it, it's equivalent to us uh uh the spider-man story when he's like wow i have superpowers that's how i look at myself knowing the true science of what makes me who I am and then I look at my adversary that has been on this plane and and fighting my existence you know through my ancestry and I understand the association that Nas made in a song with black people to roaches because if you know uh, any science behind roaches you know that this is one of the quickest adapting insects on the planet when it comes to you can't they said they're damn near invincible like their reproduction and their ability to adapt to whatever poisons that you try to use to demolish them they overcome and supersede the same could be said about my culture the only difference is we don't understand the process of we're so magical that when we create whether we understand it or not we create for ourselves and others Period. We create. We are those creatives. Look at fashion. Look at influence. Look at things that are quote unquote deemed cool. And with that being said, I just wish my culture would try to get it together to understand. Like, and it's I don't know. It just makes me look at it from from multiple perspectives. Is it a situation where we've gotten to the point where? Because <laughs> I, I meditated on this idea one time, right? And the idea was, how did we fall if we were so great? How? I mean, I consider all things. I'm very objective. I consider that as an African-American male, I consider the, the idea that my ancestry was never in Africa. But I also consider the, the idea that 
if you want to talk about all of the science that's out there and try to bring the puzzle together instead of causing division, then you'll start with Pangea to see that at one point in time, the Earth was one mass surrounded by water like a giant island. And as plate tectonics took place and different energies, you know, stirred up on this plane, it caused more and more and more and more division. Now, melanated people are melanated people is how I look at it. Like there's a bigger thing with you. If you even want to go deep since the whole multiracial thing happened, and you don't know who's melanated and who's not because you could have a melanated shell and probably not be spiritually melanated and vice versa. You might have a non-melanated shell and be more melanated than a melanated person. I notice it all the time when I see the actions take place between mindsets. I'm experiencing it right now. I spoke about it in my first lecture or not my first lecture, but my first thoughts of supremacy versus inferiority where the thought of me being successful made someone feel inferior even though my position of success had nothing to do with their lack of success i actually was a part of helping them become more successful and in turn being successful however there's something that's written in my culture where there's an implementation of inferiority it's like a disease because a person is like you can't have it before me or I'll never have it. I don't know where that came from, but it's stirred up and it's ingrained into the culture. This this competitiveness. You know what I mean? And so when it comes down to black and white, I would have to quote uh, T.I.'s lyrics of it ain't that black and white. There is an area that's shaded gray. And so when I think of that lyric on Live Your Life, and then I draw the conclusion to, oh, that's why they had you featured on Blurred Lines. Because that's where the line blurs is in the, quote, gray area, end quote. So if you guys really know about magic and how everything is pretty much a spell, spelling, curse, cursive, then you'll see how the creation and the imagination is, is very important in how your thoughts run, how you create your reality when you speak on certain things, how you talk to yourself, how you talk about yourself, how you allow yourself to be talked about and perceived. All of these things, like even myself, like I, I feel like uh, uh, more than enough. However, I'm always finding myself in a position where the insecurities and inferiorities tend to dominate. Even the idea of me only doing this podcast two years later and only being on like what one or two episodes because I always get into that. Ah, nobody wants to hear me. My thoughts aren't that valuable. When I and then now I'm I'm to that point where I'm like, get out the way. J Rock style. You feel me? Get out the way, get out the way, get out the way now. Because if you're not, you have to be your biggest fan in this reality. If not, you're going to be supporting somebody else's greatness. Facts. So, I'm not going to draw this one out too long. Because I'm starting to kind of get, <laughs> you know, starting to feel some type of way. But, uh, we're going to take another break and wrap this one up. And hopefully y'all start tuning in with me. I mean, hopefully this makes it to an ear that incites some critical thinking, 
you know, and just taking a deeper look at our reality, you know, and how we're not that separated as we would like ourselves to believe. often said to myself we can either look at the fact that you only have fingerprints or you can look at the fact that everybody has fingerprints it's just yours are one of a kind and so are they talk about it later right <laughs> till then